Hello, and welcome to another episode of Mitten Backstage. This week, we have Olivia Vargas. She is a talented pianist, vocalist, songwriter, arranger, with a great band supporting her. Obviously, I'm talking about the band August, who has made a splash in the Grand Rapids scene with their creative approaches to a soul pop vibe. I first met Olivia years ago through a mutual friend, and we have been working together in various capacities ever since. If you liked the conversations that we had today here on the podcast and you want to support podcasts that I create, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Snedeker. There you can get access to early finished episodes of the audio and video versions of each podcast, exclusive merch, behind the scenes, live streams, and the ability to hire me as an instructor, consultant, or recording artist. So thanks again, and feel free to like, subscribe, follow, whatever platform you happen to be listening on, whatever way you can show your support with those clicks, that definitely helps. And feel free to share it with some friends. I'm sure there's someone in your life who could benefit from these types of conversations that we're having here in the Michigan music scene. All right, let's get right into today's episode with Olivia Vargas. All of, all of somehow, all of the effort to just schedule what I've been doing the last two months with this episode of, it's like, can you do this day at this time? I'll wait. Never mind. This time, no. <laughs> You're just, a busy man. Even, I mean, you must have uh, your schedule must be getting a lot more insane now that things are starting to open up and it's getting warmer. Yeah, it's it's an interesting. I was I was actually talking to Joe Sturgill about it, like uh, just a second ago. The fact that I'm at a point where I've been I've been working for myself again for so many months that I'm I'm a better version of a self-employed boss than I was when I was like you know a freelancer in college. But mm-hmm. I'm now at that point where it's like. You know, if you're going to have me drive to, an, like, anywhere, <laughs> like, if you're going to have me commit to something, like, it's like, sure, I have to enjoy it. Sure, it, you know, it has to be some cool music thing or it's a, a way to collaborate or something. But, you know, if, I, if I'm going to drive somewhere, it's like, you're, you're not just paying me for, um, you know, like, oh, he's coming to the town to play music and he's... You know, it's how how much time is travel, and then mm-hmm. even after that, it's like you're you booking me for a thing that's you know a lot of time investment during a day. It potentially, <laughs> you know, it, it could mean that I'm I'm start, I'm gonna have to either stay up late to like finish a thing, or I'm gonna be behind on something that I wanted to get done sooner. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like I I done getting paid like not enough to. Yeah. behind on projects. <laughs> Which is good that you're like, I don't know, sticking up for how much you probably should have been paid normally, you know, before. But right. maybe you got a good reset in this whole deal. Um, and it's not weird to like raise your price now because we had all that space in between. Yeah, it, it definitely like, you know, I had some, 
I had some people who were like, you know, even if it was jokingly, they're like $20 album reviews. Like that, that should be free. Like musicians don't have any money. And I'm like, it's $20 and yeah, I'm a musician. <laughs> it's like, I'm not like, you know, I'm not like, Hey, welcome to Amazon. We're going to pay you this much. Oh, and your uniforms, $80 and you need an employee tote bag for a hundred, like, yeah. you know, I don't know what they charge, but um, you know, it's not me going like, Hey, I'm giving you a little bit of money so that you can, or I, I'm providing a service and like, I don't know, charging an exorbitant cost. Cause you know, some people, <laughs> some people have made off like, you know, like, like crazy with, um, uh, I, I think of like, they just caught a lady who defrauded the, the PPA loans and like, okay filed under two LLCs and got like three and a half million dollars. <laughs> and she ruins it for all of us because then they all are suspicious. Yeah. Scare the crap out of all of us when we're doing our taxes and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's like this lady because it, it was so very clearly like the it's like the people that do those kind of scams and then they, you know, a more sinister business person would like invest it in kind of ambiguous holdings and like shuffle money around and like get it out of the country and some like just you know have their money so confusing that it's hard to follow but like this lady bought like two houses a new car a bunch of like you know designer clothes and handbag it's 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 like the same stuff that people mm -hmm. are like i won four million dollars in the lottery and it was gone in a year like what happens like well you bought a lamborghini full of gold bars like what do you <laughs> where do you yeah. think the money went? <laughs> what did you expect <laughs> yeah but you're you're here you're still moving and doing things with the pandemic <laughs> <laughs> trying to yes uh-huh yeah you've yeah. been I've, I've seen some of the things you've been doing like the you know august kind of taking the reins and making an album like a self-produced album and mm -hmm. the streaming and kind of, I don't know. I feel like the projects, even without doing a lot of live shows, like you guys have put in a lot of work over yeah. the last year. I think we, we tried to like keep it going, you know? Um, I think that we were already setting like this project in motion. Like, well, when we made our uh, EP, last March, we were like literally right at the end of recording everything. So it was like, well, we have nothing else to work on. So let's just keep doing it. And I think unlike a lot of other groups that, um, I don't know, didn't have the technology and stuff to like adapt quickly, we were able to do that. And so it wasn't like, I don't know, it was just something that we were doing any anyways for fun. And then we just, um, I happen to have Bailey and Michael who are technology gurus to like <laughs> <laughs> keep us going. And it's been helpful because yeah, we've, we've been able to, despite not really having any shows. I mean, we played a couple over the summer, but um, we can still create and stuff and keep going. I think we were kind of at the point of like, we didn't just work that freaking hard for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, we're not just going to give up, you know, doing what we have been working on for the past how many years just because the w world shut down. 
we need something to keep our sanity. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it reminded me of at least, you know, I didn't hear this quote that long ago, but from you explaining this, the, the, the thought process of your band, like, it's like, we've worked too hard to just like, you know, like, well, I guess this is it. We're all, we're done. It's like, no, we've, we've overcome problems before as a group and we can work through it. Um, I was listening to this podcast interview with uh, Kev on stage, uh, the comedian, and he like, you know, he kind of went from medium, small, medium internet success to being kind of a, you know, a recognized entertainment brand. And it's not like, it's like, oh, it's Kev on stage. And he got big because he, you know, the rock started a podcast network or something like, I don't know, like, you know, he, it's not like he latched onto something that was already there. He kind of built it over the last 12 years, just from things he was naturally drawn to. And then certain goals he had for wanting to own a business. And, uh, he, you know, he said when he was asked like, Oh, like, how'd you guys do it? Like, you guys are so successful. Like, what happened? Like, when did it click? And he's like, well, the the genius thing, like, if, you know, people are asking, like, what's this, the genius secret to success? He's like, we just didn't quit. Mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> and he made the mistakes and, you know, just kept going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think about that a lot because, like, I don't know, uh, as age is creeping up I know that I'm like incredibly young still but like every year that I get older and and my my health insurance that I uh mooch off of my parents for <laughs> comes closer I think about like man am I gonna have to like give it all up soon you know but like I don't know I just keep giving being like just one more year or two more years of like just working really hard like I don't know I, I feel like once you're kind of in it you just always make it work so that you you can't give up I I don't know where I'm going with that but I'm just saying that I guess um yeah it's it's one of those things that is really tempting to just like stop but it's kind of like once you're in it you can't just give it up so yeah it's like I remember you know that that deadline and there's still there's still more deadlines of like wanting to you know have these because some people you know success is very like tangible things and tangible like you know it's like i started i started as a desk worker and now i'm a assistant associate assistant manager <laughs> and you're like cool you you're you get a little bit of a pay bump you get more vacation days you might get access to certain, you know, health plans. You, you know, it's like a very, it's a very structured, like, if I do this for long enough in a way that is appealing to the people above me, I will get elevated to that position. And then I will, you know, continue my way up. And for some people, it's nice because it's, you know, it, 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 it helps kind of put a focal point instead of just like, you know, oh, I do the same thing every day and <laughs> yeah it's whatever. So when like, you know, I still need to negotiate car insurance with my folks. <laughs> um, cause I went from like, you know, I had a Jeep for like six or seven years. And then in the last three years, 
I've had, or I guess I've, I'm on year two with this Buick, but I, you know, I've had this Buick for two years. I had a Honda for a year and that like, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it was, it was already so old. I, I would like try to drive it and accelerate onto the highway and sometimes the, the engine would just cut off. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, this is a dangerous car. And then, you know, I had a, a Pontiac for a year or two. And um, so with all these car changes, they're like, hey, if you're going to, like, we don't care if you, you know, <laughs> have these, like, cheap cars and you have to keep, you know, you're trying to find cars in your budget or range or whatever. Um, or, like, you know, having to kind of be like, hey, could you, like, help with this much of the car and then I'll pay you back because I have this gig and it's going to pay, like, 500 and it's... Mm -hmm. So it's like I want to get out of that cycle of just – you know, that type of thing where it's like, okay, I'm all, you know, I'm fully on my own. There's no little tiny, like, you know, I'm still on a family right. car insurance plan, but yeah, the people have the, their other opinions about it too. The worst, the worst yeah. part of being an adult, my car breaks down like every other week and, <laughs> and I'm like, why do I pay so much money for this? But yeah, I feel you there. It's, the last part of like the independence that you're like, I want to be fully independent, but also, you know, there's, there's also a lot of expenses in being a musician. Like the car is absolutely necessary because we drive so much. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know. So it's, it's always that balance of like, <laughs> how do you, how do you move up, man? Yeah. And, and like, and and even like because I think of people who live in cities with you know they use more public transportation they're like it's so it's like I've never owned a car I just have a bike and I just take the subway and it's like yeah well, but you're have a massive keyboard okay it's yeah you don't have like we can't all have this folksy story of like oh I just have a guitar on my back and I just ride into the sunset it's like nope <laughs> I have a if piano I <laughs> my piano case onto the freaking subway it would take up like half of that car. <laughs> don't want you don't want that to happen yeah and like and and just like the you know i think i have a friend who lives in france and a lot of how she gets around as a cellist is trains but mm -hmm. france is also like you know smaller than certain american states so it's like mm -hmm. <laughs> like yeah. you think of some people living in texas it's like you think of the big cities like, oh, Dallas and Austin. It's like, that's like four hours away or whatever crazy number I heard the other mm -hmm. day. Yeah. It's like, It's just yeah. not, it's not uh, doable. Well, and just for us as Michigan specific musicians, it's like, uh, how many gigs do we have to go up north for in the summer? Or like, um, I mean, there was like, a, before the pandemic, uh, our bands are playing in Ohio so much. I don't know why, but like, yeah, <laughs> it's it's more than just playing in Grand Rapids. So it's like you gotta you gotta have a car. I drive to Lansing every single week for to play, you know, piano at work. So <laughs> it's necessary. Yeah. So and and that's you know that's kind of the reality of like you know people might see a thing a portion of what we do, but you know, like, oh, I saw Olivia, she was with August, and it was at this festival I happened to have a, a ticket at, and and then they go away, and they're like, that's her life, she must just always, like, playing all these festivals, and it's like, no, it, 
I mean, I kind of wish. Yeah, it'd be great if that was. <laughs> but no, if you want to be a musician nowadays, you got to dabble in like six facets of the music industry. And when I say music industry, I mean like be willing to teach small children, be willing to <laughs> work at churches, be willing to, um, I don't know, whatever involves music, you just are like, sure, I can do it. I'll learn how to do that job that I've never done because <laughs> I need it. <laughs> Yeah, so you you uh Lansing is um what was your job in Lansing again? <laughs> I'm specifically I am the director of the contemporary worship group there. So oh, um fancy. It's it's at a Catholic church. It's a uh, contemporary I'm, Catholic. <laughs> it, it's this is a very uh progressive thing for a church to have, which is why I drive to Lansing for it. Um yeah, I would, I would think. Yes. Yeah, so it's just like uh, I I play piano and um, there's like a worship band basically and I plan the music for them. But I have infiltrated basically all of my fellow musicians that I play with in August or other things into that praise and worship band. Oh, <laughs> so just, just your band. Playing. <laughs> yeah, basically. Like, uh, for a while, when Teresa was still in the band, it was me, Michael, Teresa, and then we just had a different bass player and drummer, but... Wow. (laughs) But that is, that's the day job, is playing church music, and also lessons, Um, and then, you know, it's funny, because I, before the pandemic, I'd laugh, because I'd be, like, at a bar Saturday night. To like one in the morning and then i'd go to church the next day and play there you do what you gotta do if you want to be a full-time musician yeah it's like people don't like like i find it so funny that like like healthcare is is thinking spe- just specifically like healthcare is so it's so accessible to jobs that have such low risk for like it's like, oh yeah, I got really great healthcare. I just sit at a cubicle all day. Yeah. It's like there's you drive into the city, you park, you go to the office, you're there all day, you get in your car and drive back home. And it's like musicians have to like, you know, it's like, oh, there's a storm. We could, you know, crash the car at three in the morning trying to drive back from a thing or like Which has happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's just like there's uh, it's like if if anyone needs healthcare, it's like these people who are like you know, being out and about and like interacting in different communities and, and like, you know, long hours. Yeah. Get it like coming back home super late, getting not enough sleep, getting up early. Yeah. It's, and the system doesn't make sense, but we already know that. Yeah. It's hopefully it's, at least most of the people who will listen to this have some idea of their, like if they have musician friends who are like, yeah, I never see them. I wonder why. Yeah. Yeah, it's because we have to lead like six different lives to to maintain our one. Yeah, yeah, and it's like I I was talking with someone about um, being self more self employed again, and um, I mean I mentioned earlier like how it, you know I'm a better boss than I was a few years ago, mm-hmm. but I'm still undoing a lot of that you know work ethic of being in you know being in music school is like over this past year I kind of came to terms with like. You know, I, I'm naturally going to be drawn to and will work hard. <laughs> like, that's not the issue. It's the issue is 
how do I pump the brakes? How do I feel okay taking, you know, three days in a row to do nothing and yeah. just like enjoy not doing that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that, well, and I think maybe this is never something that I thought about when deciding to become a musician. Um, like this is not only our like passion and the hobby and like the thing that we do for fun, but now you uh, have to put like a price tag on it. So a lot of times I get really burnt out and like when I want to relax, it's confusing to, because the way I used to relax was to play piano and sing. Yep. And now it's like, but that also feels like work because if I'm going to play piano and sing, I should be practicing for this gig or I should be practicing for this, you know, thing that I have to do later. Um, right. If I feel guilty doing the thing that is um, the way that I relax. So it's a very confusing thing of how to, to stop yourself from burning yourself out really quickly and being like, okay, you can just do nothing and you can yeah. play music for fun and it doesn't have to have a purpose. You don't have to do it for a project. You can just do it because you feel like it. Yep. And, and that's been an interesting thing to try and, you know, like I, I felt like February, I, did, I had, you know, some social media posts, not a lot of, I don't know, in the grand scheme of me creating videos, it's, it's only been a more recent thing. So I'm still, I don't have that rhythm of like, oh yeah, you know, I'll, do, like oh it's the hashtag play this thing really well challenge <laughs> and then you try and do that but you know i have i probably have like seven of those saved from like a year ago of just like well this seems like i could do it and then i don't do it but or i you know i could do it and it's just late but it's mm -hmm. it might be you know it's still something like that that's what i've been telling you know it's like, well, that content's old. Like, people want to see new stuff. It's like, yeah, if the content's old, but we don't have a lot of content, but the content's good, mm -hmm. like, just put okay. it, like, what's the harm in just putting it up? You get all, There's so many, like, throwback Thursday posts and, like, you know, yeah, well, flashback part, Friday. Or... <laughs> like, it, to, to be honest, we aren't getting out much uh, yet. So we're creating content in the same environment over and over again. So, like, uh after a while we get bored of ourselves too. So like we want to <laughs> reminisce and, and, you know, maybe throw in that video that you took like with you actually were collaborating with people cause you could a year ago, like it's something different and new, not only for people to see, even, even if it's not now, but it's different for you. Like it just feels good <laughs> to, to change it up when you can't really right now. Yeah. And, and, and I've always, you know, I, every, every time I learn like, um, you know, about, I think of like how in schools you're studying all these, you know, musicians and they seem like these untouchable, immovable legends that they've never, they like, they just were born and then they changed the world and then that was it. And it's like, you know, you don't learn a ton about the human side of everyone and, you know, people getting burnt out, people not creating for large periods of time, people, you know, having, you know, substance abuse issues, interpersonal relationship issues, you know, mental health issues they didn't address. Like, it's just like, 
you know, it, a lot of the times people see the problems of music as like part of music or like yeah. the problems with the individual or the things they, they aren't addressing because they've been elevated to a certain platform and then they don't feel like they can address them because they're part of a mechanism of like, no, you're just supposed to go out there and sing and dance and then disappear until we need you to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take a cut as your management. You can have your face on a billboard and like get a residuals from your album and you could buy a fancy house, but you'll never be there because we want you to be on tour. Like it's such yeah. a weird <laughs> like relationship of like, how artists are presented to the audience. And then now that in the last decade, there's been more, there's been more with the advent of like social media and certain platforms for more interpersonal engagement, you're starting to see beyond that kind of, you know, that wow. exterior. And yeah. still some people are like, you know, they want to curate their social experience of like, like no i just want this to be a gallery of like positive vibes and i don't want anyone to know that i have mm -hmm. <laughs> like i'm behind on rent even something like that or <laughs> yeah i think well that is something i don't know new um is that even these like recording artists that are like massive like someone like taylor swift or billy eilish or whatever yep. nowadays you know they're they can be in charge of their own social media if they want. Or like John Mayer, he can be in charge of his own social media and put out whatever the frick he wants. <laughs> um, and that's okay because like, it's actually like as a fan, you're, uh, you feel more connected that way. But I think when I was growing up, the way that, you know, artists, like big pop artists, like um, you only saw what, the interviews that they did when they were out, you know, and they had planned kind of like what their answers were going to be. And they went to the award shows and they, they looked a certain way because they had prepared to look that way, you know? Yep. Um, but we're also seeing like, uh, this thing of, okay, artists are a lot more human, uh, than we thought. And, um, whether you're a massive recording artist or like, you know, you're someone like me who's just like, you know, <laughs> making music in their room. Um, uh, we're all dealing with our own mental stuff because this job is like one that's um, really confusing. Um, mm -hmm. Because, like we said, the whole burnt out thing you can you can get really burnt out on it, but also like emotionally it's really confusing because you're supposed to be vulnerable and put yourself out there and tell your story but also um you don't know where your boundaries are and yep uh yeah it's this is not a job for everyone which is why not everyone does it but um uh i i like the fact that we're getting kind of more of that humanity out of uh these bigger artists by getting a sneak peek into their life more seeing their personalities and stuff yeah because it, it it's such a it's you know it's one thing to like you know kind of casually absorb art in general and you kind of have like you know like oh i just listen to whatever pops out on like I, I don't seek anything out i just have things you know given to me or thrown at me or i might have a, a ping of like that might be fun and i'd go to a thing and you know, leave halfway through, like, I'd, 
I, I never get those people, but <laughs> the, you know, like the people who engage with art and artists and yeah, the humanity behind everything, they're, they're going to, they're going to get more out of it, but they're also going to kind of understand that there, there is work. Like, even if someone's, you know, naturally proficient at an instrument or they have, you know, like they're, maybe they have a good way of how they curate and present their, their appearance or their, you know, the aesthetics of their art. Um, there's always that, you know, like they're, they're all, they all need sleep. They all need, you know, some kind of community around them. They all need, you know, uh, moments to rest and moments to really just like focus and dig in and, um, yeah, so that is, I guess that is good. There's more access in that respect of <laughs> people being able to not just see themselves in terms of like an aspirational goal. Like I could be a rock star. Like he, he was just from a small town and whatever. And now he's in an arena. It's like, they could be like, oh yeah, I, I'm burnt out of what I'm doing too. Like I, I feel that, or I don't get a lot of sleep because I'm obsessed with this side hustle that I wish I could do as a full-time thing or something. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Has, has it been like, I'm sure with, you know, me with earth radio, uh, mainly blushing monk, we just took a break cause <laughs> you know, Travis had a kid and mm -hmm. Ryan's in another city, but, um, I'm just, you know, with earth radio, it's, it's been interesting navigating like, how people are, how we're feeling. Like we took a couple trips as a band, but it was, you know, we had to kind of check a box of like, we're not really near a big city center. We were out in nature most of the time. We're only surrounded by our immediate friend group. It's warmer, sunnier weather. We're outdoors more than we're indoor. Like, you know, it was a very, it was mm -hmm. a list <laughs> yeah. of like how to accommodate for good reason. Right. But um, yeah, I was wondering like, how that's been the navigating with, you know, knowing that everyone gets together in the band to do stuff, but then they're mm -hmm. all interacting and connecting with other people as they leave. Yeah. <laughs> like Michael and I laugh about this because, um, you know, like, cause yeah, we, from the beginning, I think we've tried to be really careful about it. Um, you know, and um, I think everyone in the band has their own like different comfort levels um, and we just like always are respecting each other for that because like you know we still we get together and practice every week um, uh, but with the mindset of kind of like how you guys in Earth Radio you guys are all like really close friends um, you know these are my close friends so like we're not really uh, <laughs> seeing many people outside of I think that group or if we are like I don't know, like, at least for, like, me and Michael, we're basically seeing those people and maybe, like, our co-workers and yep. maybe my parents. Um, and then, like, you know, everyone's very aware that, like, we're, I don't know, just, we're just really respectful and we're probably not seeing too many people actually outside of that small group anyways. Yeah. Um, and... So, I don't know. Everyone has their different comfort level in the band, but, you know, like, we, we wear masks at practice, and we, um, when we're 
when we do go to things like we just had that Dogtown live session like you know it's it's just like expected like wear your mask be smart because we know yeah. that we don't want to be the one to ruin it for everybody and like this for us like those band practices are necessary because you know we need them for things that we have coming up but also I think it's like our the thing we look forward to it's our socialization for the week so yeah. we're not gonna mess it up by doing dumb stuff but I don't know I don't know if that answers your question but um yeah I think a lot of like fans are kind of like nervous to get together understandably and I think we just kind of lucked out because they're my friends anyways so it's I yeah. I don't I'm not seeing too many other people so yeah it and it's like you know earlier today I was I I was walking you know the pier and you know, kind of main street area of, well, for a second of, for Grand Haven with a, a friend that I've known since high school. And it's like, I know that she, you know, she sees mainly her roommates. They have people over maybe a couple times a month and it's like, you know, Oh, another couple. Like, it's not like, Oh, we'd have a, you know, 15 people in a, in a house or something. And, and then she sees a lot of people, working at a bank but it's you know everyone's masked up there's already all the safety protocols in there a lot of people you know mo banking has kind of had that trend of like most people want to you know the convenience of oh i could do it what i need to do at an atm or you know out in my car i don't need to go into a branch i can just mm -hmm. like quick get in deposit something withdraw something get out um so it's like i i know she you know she isn't like in some crazy <laughs> yeah. community like she's not like a you know i teach like 50 kindergartners and they're always there and there's no online school it's like everyone's kind of set up to be like semi in person if they normally were in person or you know fully remote if they can do it right well and so. i think um not only for like when you're just like meeting with your group having kind of an understanding of like everyone kind of it's an unsaid thing of like just you know be respectful don't don't ruin it for everybody but also when you're um now that things are opening up and we're like having to like start to accept gigs and stuff like that um being really careful of like which things you say yes to because um or like which people you decide to collaborate with um yes. like actually in person because there's this kind of like underlying thing of like, I, there has to be a, like a bit of trust there uh, of being like, I, I'm very careful, but like, I, I don't know about you. So I just like ask that you're, you know, careful as well. Or like, you let me know, you know, if, if, if something's different, but yep. especially at these, these gigs, I think, um, you know, we, we played even a little bit last summer out and it, each one I had to be like, I, I got everyone's feedback in the van of like, do you feel comfortable playing this? Like, is this something you, you are okay with? Yep. And even sometimes like we got to the gig and we'd be like, you know, we don't really feel comfortable at this just yet. Um, so like, I'm not going to accept gigs like this, you know, going past that and just like having to, to make those hard decisions because unfortunately, you know, not everyone is on the same page as you in terms of like 
safety measures and until all of us are vaccinated it's like you have to be kind of strict on what you're doing so that you don't ruin it <laughs> for everyone in your group yeah and it's it's so like one thing that you know my hope for earth radio in the next couple years is that we like we've we know how to do the thing of like here's a song make it into what we want to make it into get into the studio do whatever we want to do in the studio we can you know work as fast or as like careful as possible um you know like this single we're figuring out when to release we've pretty much had it like drafted and 95 percent recorded in like less than a month and it's like that's cool like I'm glad that there's that option that we can take something and turn it into something we like that quickly. But, you know, my hope is because it's going to be, I feel like it's going to be a mixed bag of like, build, like building an audience is so weird trying to do it in person because like even in a pre pandemic world, it's like you could drive all the way to Chicago and maybe six people show up because no, like people don't take a chance on entertainment anymore when they have so much that they like, Oh, I could stay home and watch WandaVision (laughs) and not go see the show. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, maybe that person would have dug a band and now they've missed that connection for who knows how long until maybe the, a band gets to a point where they're able to do regular ad promos and they like, Oh, this trailer is cool. Like, who's this band? It's like, Oh, they were here two years ago. It's like, but my hope for earth radio is we, we dial in how we present ourselves online so that we can continue to connect with people because we know, like I think, I think of last year we had a cap uh, at these rake beer shows once a month for like, I think it was like 40 people. And we would, we would hit that cap usually the day of like, we'd sell like, you know, 20, 25 tickets over you know a two-week period and then the day of was when the rest of them would sell out so we know that we can you know out of the 1800 facebook fans (laughs) that we have or like you know the 1600 people on whatever the 1200 listeners on spotify i guess that's global but um out of the people who follow us in the community whatever percentage of the social metrics says you know like these people live in west michigan um and not only the people that follow us, but the people that follow us that are also, you know, not booked that evening for a gig. <laughs> so it's like, okay, cut away some of the music de- demographic because musicians tend to like, at least around here, support each other. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whittle that all the way down. <laughs> it's like we can get 40 people to mm-hmm. show up to a thing. So why are we trying to, you know... Why are we trying, like, we shouldn't have to, you know, like, I remember the the state theater in Kalamazoo, you know, they were trying to figure out how to do shows, but the way they wanted to do shows was, like, have bands essentially pay for everything through the sales of tickets. So we would have had to sell, like, 160 tickets virtually to not even get paid. It was just to cover the cost of the crew. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And the rental of the space. And it's like, that shouldn't, 
Like, unless we have an established, like, fan base, like... Yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And it's... Well, and it's interesting to see who, like, you know... Like, the people who have millions and millions of... Fo- like, you know, like, oh, this ch- this YouTube channel has 2 million people. But there's a breakdown of, like, okay, there's 2 million people who have subscribed. Here's how many people that don't really engage with it that often. Here are the people that watch every video. And then here's the subset of people that buy some of the merch and then here are the people who buy everything so it's like those people are the ones that are really the biggest you know that's the that's the metric <laughs> it's like the diehards who are like if there's a new album a new shirt a new piece of art i'm just gonna buy it and consume it and the, you know that type of person is you know you could have a couple thousand of those people and have a, a good solid career even if your socials are like oh i have two million followers <laughs> and it's really just like you know a handful of people who really support and want you to do well so that's that's kind of my thinking of like we don't need to take some of these shows that we drive you know like oh let's play woodlands tavern on a wednesday we'll drive six hours to play for five hippies yeah. <laughs> like not worth no it. <laughs> sick yeah. of that Worth, but I think I listened to a podcast about Patreon um, with Ari's take. Uh, um, oh yeah, with the founder of of Patreon, um, uh, Jack Conti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I listened to the whole thing about how like his main point was like you don't need tons of people <laughs> to like you. You just yep. need some like die hard people who will do anything for you and if you can build that community and engage with them get close with them like um make them i don't know feel like a part of that community you'll build up um you'll build up a more successful career that way um and at least maybe that's not the case if you decide that you're going to be like that you're a big huge recording artist right but for for people like you and me in Earth Radio and August, like that's yeah. where our money is. Uh, it finding those people who will literally like they show up to every single one of your your shows, every single one of your live streams. They they're always sharing your stuff. Like I want to find more of those people, like people yep. who genuinely enjoy my music and want to support me, and um, I want to support them too. You know, like I I get to know those people and because they come to all the shows or they they're constantly commenting on things and you create a relationship and that's not only is it going to be more sustaining you know but it's also like you feel like you get something more out of it as an artist like um I'd much rather that audience than a bunch of faces I've never met who (laughs) don't like they're like yeah it's okay but I, I her music is just fine but like I follow her, you know. Um, yep. A good, a good, solid audience can do a lot of work. Yeah, it's like it, it, and and people, you know, I I try to, I think of that too. Like when I'm at a show or I see, you know, repeat people, um, who I, you know, I try to interact with. Um, it's weirder now, like with 
you know, doing the listening room, it's like I want to chat with people, but it's also kind of a dinner music experience, and I don't want to, like, go out of my way to be like, hey, I saw you clapping. Um, I don't think that meant – I don't think this means you want to talk to me, but I don't know. Like, <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that'd be, like, a weird, like, hey, maybe you're just doing that because it's, like, etiquette and, and you're just – that's what you, you want to do, but that doesn't necessarily mean I should, like, come over and interrupt – something um but i do take yeah it's like i do take notice of the people who who show up um the people who like they 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 they're at a show and i'm like they've been to every show that i've done in the last like three months (laughs) doesn't matter which group doesn't matter where as long as it's like in a close enough vicinity to grand rapids they're usually there and it's like those are the kind of people that you, you, those are the kind of people you think about more than like, I don't know, the broad appeal, because mm-hmm. um, there's there's so few. Like the only the only way people are so you know broad that have such a broad appeal is because they're kind of they're kind of engineered to like in terms of the way they're marketed. Like, you know, they're they're here's the wall, here's the little the viewing glass to the terrarium, and then. Like here's how they're oh look at look at him play music wow and then he pops up on a thing and they're just like I play music and thank you to all my fans and they disappear it's like he said thank you wow like mm-hmm. it's like yeah, people who no relationship yeah. built or like it's a, like a very one sided relationship um, which I mean yeah they they build it up to be that way and they they generalize their um, not only the the image that they're giving out, but like the product they're giving out with like their their t- the type of music maybe that they play is meant for uh, to to be that to be for for multiple different types of people. But yeah, they they yep. miss out on the relationship that you could create by you know seeing those people that come to every single one of your shows. Or like I don't know, I just find it more authentic sometimes to just like. Like these people, uh, I'm I'm playing a very specific like, you know, this, the music that I want to create isn't always like what you're gonna hear on radio and stuff like, and and these people come to my shows because they enjoy very specifically the music that I'm making. Um, so that that just means a lot more that they're like willing to be a part of it. So I don't know, yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, and it's, and it's, it helps, at least for me, it helps to think, you know, what, you know, there's always like, oh, how can we get more people engaged? But then it, you also take a step back and you're like, oh, these are, you know, like, we, we can feel confident about putting stuff out because we know certain people who are gonna, you know, be in our corner and, and want to explore certain things with us. Um, because of yeah just of what we're what we're up to um yeah and i don't know how like you know i had (laughs) after the gig the gig yesterday there was like the the way the listening rooms like sound station looks it looks like a dj setup Mm -hmm. (laughs) almost just like you know just to some random stranger who doesn't understand gear Mm -hmm. um so like they got done hearing music and then it was like this 20 something is like, Hey, it's my girlfriend's birthday. Could you play like this song for her? 
it's like, oh. it's like, what do you think? Is this Applebee's? Like, what do you, is like, do, are people so spoiled that they can't like be content with like, oh, this is how they're set up. Okay. I'll just, let's just, that's how they're set up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I had a lady who, um, she requested, you know, it was mid song. Uh, it was like requested a, she wanted Elton John. I was like, okay, I don't really know. Any Elton, like, I don't know any words to any Elton John songs. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't really know any Elton John songs offhand. Like, maybe I could, maybe there's something on my iPad I could sight read. And then she's like, I hear he's got this great song called Piano Man. And I'm like, Oh my God. No, he doesn't. What are you doing? <laughs> That's not Elton John. <laughs> like, wait. Like, oh, no. I was just like, this is so, you know. I ended up playing like Stevie Wonder because I'm like, okay, maybe Obviously he's... the knowledge there isn't, they won't know the difference. So, <laughs> yeah. And well, in, in my head, I just was like, you know, he's probably covered Stevie Wonder before, sure. right? There's, <laughs> sure. It's just, but it, it was that moment of like, it's like people still think that, like, there, it, it's like, you know, I get it if you've, you know, if you've been to Mojo's and then the next time you go to a place where there's a pianist, you're like, that's what all pianists must do. They must just take requests all the time. And it's like, not necessarily. And, you know, kind of read the room, but she was also a little drunk. So it was like, yeah. okay. You're always going to get the person who screams, you know, like to play Freebird. And like, it's, if <laughs> you got to get used to it again, but yep. yeah. I mean, even even my own like family members who, you know, you would think they get like what I do at this point. They're like, you know, uh, can you cover, you know, this song? It's like something that, like, absolutely not, like, <laughs> not, <laughs> not anywhere near my wheelhouse, um, or like would sound good if I did it. But, you know, or like, I don't know. People, yeah, people's like... ideas of of musicians all get. They're like, you should. Or, or this is my favorite yeah. one. At the end of me singing or doing some anything, everyone has to come up to me and say, "Have you thought about auditioning for American Idol?" <laughs> I think <laughs> Michael, <laughs> how many times people come up and tell me that, and I'm like, "Yes, I have thought about that very much," and I've every single time I've come to know. I will not be doing that. I will not do that. <laughs> it's a very conscious decision. <laughs> but you could like, I think you do re- like you sing and that's what you got to do, right? You yeah, just... that's how you become famous. You got to do American Idol. Yeah, it's yeah. like you could, you also could be locked into the mechanism of contract loopholes yeah. that is American Idol. <laughs> and, and that's what I, I always say to them. I was like, you should look up how much of, um, control they have over your life when you sign on <laughs> i was like then then ask me again if i should do that <laughs> yeah but, like i I, I take it as a compliment but yeah <laughs> yeah it's like you it, it's that moment where you remember like okay people only interact with music in certain ways not even consistently it's very you know personalized like half of the time that you know we're marketing as artists is just like we're just trying to get in front of people to be like, do you want to add us to your playlist? Or do you want to add us to like, do you want to stream our music on the regular? Do you want to follow us? Do you want to like, you know, be engaged with, 
it's like it's not just like hey uh you know we're in the the nebulous you know like what is art and how do we how do we hold up art and community and like you know these broader questions of art in a in a space um it's just like hey do you want to like have us on your phone yeah <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like you don't have to look at me you could just like put me on your phone and that would help yeah <laughs> or um you know i the patreon's been interesting cuz you want you want to it yeah that thing of pricing what you do is like sometimes you know it's weird or you know exhausting trying to qualify like you know like what what you want to place value on or how much you want to place value on what you do and you know it's like i give people the option with the patreon like it's like hey go check out the patreon cuz first of all some people don't even know what that is so it's like okay go check out this website see what it's about see what my thing's about see what i offer for a certain price if you don't like that then can you do a clicking can you click things can you click subscribe can you click follow can you click like can you click yeah. you just click <laughs> that's it oh like it helps <laughs> metrics algorithm anything mm -hmm. like <laughs> You don't have to pay any money. It, it takes half a second and then you're done. You could forget it, that you're even subscribed to me. But yeah. it's it's like, yeah, engagement's weird because it's, it's, it's all trying to convert it into a living. And some people, you know, I find as a, you know, being 28, there's some of my friends that are, you know, like deep into tech. And then there's some of my friends who don't care about tech. And mm -hmm. to have that audience try and meet in the middle of like, yeah, support me is like, okay, some people won't even log on to Facebook, understandably. Some people don't really care about YouTube. They think it's just some goofy thing with cat videos when it's, you know, like an industry now. <laughs> and, and like, I had someone comment, because uh, I had done the sponsored post of my Sunday streams, and they were like, where can I support your music? And it's like, where can I hear these streams? I'm like, well, I've been doing them on Facebook. I'm seeing if I can multicast to Instagram in some way. I just need to figure that out. And <laughs> they were like, oh, Facebook, too social. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> You're interacting with me on a social platform. Yeah, that makes zero sense. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I get, I guess I get like, I don't know, like Facebook kind of being OG social media. It's like maybe they had, they were overwhelmed by it and then just kind of left it. And Instagram's kind of like a gallery that you kind of browse, like yeah. an art museum of random people's lives. But um, it's like, you know, it's like I don't, I don't blame the person for not wanting to be engaged on Facebook. It's just like, you know, it was another example of like, I don't know, I can't market to everyone. So I shouldn't, yeah. I shouldn't try to. I could be accommodating to a point, but I can't, you know, satisfy every person's like, well, this is how I enjoy entertainment. And if you don't have this set up, I'm not going to come. It's like, good. You weren't in my life anyway. Like, <laughs> go away. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Know. Well, and that's, that's the different part too, of like that we've never really had to deal with of, it was either people came to your gig or they didn't come to your gig, but like uh, getting people to come to your live stream is um <laughs> well really weird because like i shared this meme a couple months ago of like um 
I think like everything was on fire and then there's a person <laughs> shouting hey I have a live stream please come to it tonight yeah <laughs> and that's how it feels whenever you post anything to social media concerning like please come to my live stream like yeah so much other stuff happening like you sure you'll like scroll past an article about cute dogs and then the next thing is like a uh, third world country is being you know bombed and you're like the next thing you post is please support me by coming to my live stream so like it just feels <laughs> extra um i don't know weird to put something on there anyway when it's just you're just like inundated with all this information um yep it's just it feels really insignificant um but also it's like yeah okay well if you don't have a facebook let me i have i'm streaming it to youtube too okay well you don't have a youtube well i'm streaming it to blah 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 where like you know normally i could just be like just show up at this time this place i'll be playing there and everyone can do that you know yep if you're in the area you can do it um but i don't know but there's also positives as well like yeah like my my family who live across the country can watch it or like you know um people have found you know my music that don't live anywhere near michigan um mm -hmm. so there's there's good and bad to it but yes. it's i think it's that's why uh it's good to have in-person shows and put stuff on into social media it needs to be a balance we can't have just one or the other because you're gonna miss out on on something but yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, I I was talking with someone about the, you know, me doing these types of listening room shows and also streaming them. And it's like, well, you want people to show up and like go to the thing and like support the thing. Like, why would you, you know, stream it? Like you're giving it away and you're not keeping it this like this thing like, oh, you got to show up and live in the moment. It's like that's we are so far past that yeah. now. <laughs> We are years past that. Like nobody, no, everyone just wants what they want. Like it's never, it's not like, you know, it's like, well, you got the radio and color TV just came out and then you go see them in person because you see, you know, you only have a little, you have one song and you obsess over that one song that comes on the radio and then, you know, oh, the British invasion, like the Beatles came over and... <laughs> People like were just like obsessed because the you know they lived in a completely different continent and the only way you could hear them was on the radio or on TV, and now it's like, you know, people can follow like oh it's my second YouTube channel <laughs> where yeah. I post like things unrelated to my career like people can get that specific with, mm -hmm. with their engagement and to not also to not have something live streamed you know, you miss an opportunity. I, I've, I've been getting in the habit of like, if I live stream it, you know, maybe that concert sucks and who cares? I can always make the video private. You know, there's not a lot of people tuning into these streams anyway. And the people that do are the ones who want to engage with that type of medium. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why would, why would I just, you know, deny and to have it archived too. You can, you know, like, Oh, I liked this song, clip it, post mm -hmm. it. Like, there's there's so much utility in like having that dual setup of live and streamed whereas you know like because i was doing that before you know in 2019 when earth radio was doing a lot of traveling i would post streams from the tonic room in chicago yeah, I remember and, and, that. 
and just be like, hey, we're here. We're did this thing you supported at home. Now we're taking it to other other states. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's funny with people who are still like, but what if it, people need to live in the moment? Is like, no, who d- does that? No one's living in the moment anymore. <laughs> Nobody right? lives. In the moment. We're all over the place, and we're just you know. You're just putting stuff out there. But I also, like, um, we've been doing the thing of, like, well, like, the past summer when we did, you know, play the yep. like, three or four gigs that we actually got out to do. We still, <laughs> yeah, we live streamed all of them, too. Not only because there was, like, a limited amount of people that could come, but yep. um, because, like, I'm going to put all my, like, like my Venmo and Cash App and stuff on that. I'm That's another way I can make money. Like, if if people who are at the actual gig want to pay me money and like people can watch it and like donate, like I'm going to take both <laughs> if I can, because um, uh, people are, are able, like people are willing to watch it, whether it's in person or live stream. So I'm going to take advantage of um, both where I wouldn't have done that before. I would have just played the gig live and never, ever posted anything about it. Um and yeah, so it, it just opened up a whole different, like, oh, I never even thought I could, you know, uh, stream this as well. And like, people would want to listen and donate. Like, I'm not going to stop them. <laughs> so, no. So. Yeah, it's like, it's like the, I think the, the part of, you know, people talk about like, oh, diversify what you do as an artist and, you know, diversifying your incomes or like seeing how you're, like I'm a performer, but what can that that can translate to studio work? It can translate to live performance. It can tra- translate to building, you know, streaming. Like some people just they literally just have a nice, you know, aesthetic set. You know, it might be their bedroom, and it's like, oh, it's like a unicorn fantasy, and they play acoustic guitar, and they have two thousand people tune in every time they stream. People can pay for subs. They could pay for you know timed like youtube with the super chats i didn't even think that was a thing and and super chats are really just like you know it's people wanting to contribute and being like hey you know i love your stuff like like thanks for doing this it's been great and super chats are 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 timed windows in a separate chat thread so like you know if you like pay five bucks it stays up for however many minutes and then it vanishes but you know, it gets put in a separate thread where it's easier for uh, someone who's streaming to see it and acknowledge it, which is usually the type of interaction people who are paying f- for these types of chats are seeking. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, there's this whole, there's all these mechanisms of like how to, you know, interact virtually and how to do stuff. But um, yeah, to like, to, to, like you were saying, like, it's like, oh, people could, you know, send me, you know, pay for something or tip me. Like, like for me yesterday, I got a $5 tip because one of my friends was studying and they threw on my stream while they were studying. Mm-hmm. And they were like, hey, thanks for that. And they gave me five bucks. And I was like, yeah, sweet. Like, the other way. And yeah. like, I would have <laughs> never thought to do before all this stuff went down, but I'm never going to stop doing it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm always going to try to do that. Yeah, and, and it you know, eventually for, you know, for the listening room, I want to have the three-camera, like, multi-cam 
closer to the musicians, auto panning so you can kind of see what everyone in the band's doing. Um, you know, ideally they're like people underestimate the value of like a moderator, someone who's just like behind the computer, checking chat, checking the cameras, checking. It's like, when you have to do that all yourself, it's so hard to, <laughs> Yeah. it's like, Oh, I missed this comment from 20 minutes ago. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, it's a whole interesting thing. Um, and it, I think too, like this year, you know, with, with earth radio, like not having a ton in our band fund and only having a handful of things that we're like figuring out how to do live or like figuring out ways to, you know, put more money into that account. Um, you know, we've kind of naturally been drawn to like, okay, what things, what things are we capable of doing ourselves and what things do we need to have money like what things do we, you know, like oh Spotify promotion and playlisting. Like we will pay for a campaign. Like mm -hmm. let's do, let's try that, see what happens. And oh, like like working with Kevin at Third Coast. Like he helps streamline the process of getting ideas into recorded form. Um, and yeah, I'm sure with with August, like you were saying, like you've learned so much from this past year but you had a lot of equipment ready to go even just heading into being more virtual <laughs> yeah so like i said um i'm blessed to have bailey and michael um yep. because <laughs> they are really really good at um even if they don't know how to do something they're super quick learners and like it just comes really quickly to them to learn all this like technology thing um, so we, speaking of saving like money, um, I mean, the same with us, like we, we don't always have a ton in our band funds. So, uh, having people who learn how to, um, record themselves, like, uh, mix and master all on our own. Like we save a ton of money that way or like do our own live streams, um, uh, do our own promotional stuff. Like each one of us in the band kind of has. Uh, a little role to play that's not related to being a musician at all. <laughs> like it's like right. the the stuff that maybe we would have, um, uh, you know, hired out for. Um, we've kind of learned how to do inside of our band, um, and that's been super helpful in all of this because, um, like, yeah, we were we were doing that already before the pandemic because we were trying to save money, <laughs> and yeah. then all of those skills came in handy because of the pandemic and like we were left with no other option you can't go to a, like we couldn't go to a recording studio anymore anymore so um we could record in our basements and then send it yeah. to google drive to bailey to mix and master um and we liked we found out that we liked that anyways because um we could have like an amazing amount of control on it on the whole project which i mean everyone in my band is i think we would all consider ourselves quite perfectionists. So, um, yeah. you know, we could, you know, be on the same page of like, hey, Bailey, I know it's going to take you like four more tries to do this, but like, can you <laughs> fix my vocals here? Or can you use a different sound for my keyboard here or whatever? Um, and it was totally okay because like, we all had the same amount of, um, like we all wanted that too. So we didn't feel like we can't ask, you know, another thing of the rec 
recording engineer because like we don't have enough money to like pay him for longer you know like yeah um <laughs> it so we have to have so much control over it and um I don't know it's been really helpful too because like Michael has become this like live streaming guru um <laughs> he he actually like one of his jobs is to moderate for Folius duo um oh right he works on a lot of he's like the behind the scenes person on a lot of their live streams um but like we've been like slowly but surely learning like all these new skills and and I've been learning myself how to do like a lot of the promotional aspects um you know and the social media aspects that I didn't care as much about before um but like you know we kind of like stepped it up because we see that that's like the only platform we can work off of right now so like I went hard on like figuring out you know coming up with ideas for for like Instagram and for Facebook and like making everything look really streamlined and stuff as best as I can I don't know how successful but like right I don't know we've all we were all on that path anyways out of necessity yeah. <laughs> we didn't have a lot of money but it like has kind of worked out because um yeah we got stuck in a position that those were the only options anyways so it's been interesting we got lucky we got really lucky yeah <laughs> yeah it's like I, I think you know for me wanting to have a you know expand what skills I do and also wanting to help people um you know this break from you know I I haven't really done any booking since the <laughs> I don't even know I think the last email I had about gigs other than like these listening room things that popped up you know unexpectedly um it was like to it was basically to say like hey yeah we'll do you know i think it was for the gig we had in october that was just kind of like yeah we'll we'll play this thing and make you know a little bit of money and it's you know in a rainy fall afternoon and there's like 40 people there maybe oh yeah um, was it the cherry park thing no that i mean we did that but that was oh, at least a little bit better than okay. it was like I, I can't remember. I think it was in Cedar Springs and it was okay. like, it was a, it was like a, fe it was like a festival sized speaker set up in a garage. So it was oh. really just like, it was like people outside were probably like, yeah. And inside we were just like earplugs help. Yeah. <laughs> like can't hear anything. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think of like, you know, I've had, I've had people hit me up to want to, it's like, would you, would you want a book for me? And I'm like, it's, it's like it's gonna... and it's like it's from people like i would i would consider if it was like you know i've seen you you put in work i've seen what you do i don't necessarily like it's not like i've sought you out i've just seen it from other people sharing it or people that i know talking to me about it like that's fine i would rather work with that like how whatever way that makes sense but someone who like has no has has like not done that legwork to get any sort of footing anywhere. It's like I can't help you get access if you haven't like if it's like okay, let's start with like what are your socials? Well, I don't like social media. All right. Well, yeah, that's not gonna go well. <laughs> well, thanks for playing. Like what do you want <laughs> what am I going to show them? You have no website, 
no recordings. No, it's like, but I could play an instrument. It's like, so can these 50 other people. It's like, I will say though, <laughs> that if I think back for anyone who's going to listen to this, <laughs> um, Dutcher, uh, was, was, um, has been oh, yeah. looking for me, um, <laughs> since I was like very, like just starting out here in Grand Rapids. And, uh, that was me. I was like, <laughs> I talked to my piano teacher and was like, hey, I want to get into playing shows. And he's like, you should, my other student, Dutcher, I think wants to be a booking agent. And um, so I hit you up and I had nothing. I like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I want to play shows a lot. And you're like, cool. I think I had like maybe one really bad EP. <laughs> and that was still at least sound like to yeah. reference. <laughs> so, um, and you you've stuck with me and like obviously um as this i don't know past year has gone by like there's not much gigs to to pass around but like uh you know you stuck through my rough phase so i will say um yeah uh <laughs> thank you for that but <laughs> i was once that person right it's well and it's like yeah that is true like you got to start somewhere with, and you know, asking you know the worst people can say is no, and then you're like, okay, that was what that was the that was what I, was already there. It's like, oh, I wasn't working with a person. I asked them if I could work with them. They said no. All right, nothing's changed. Next, like, figure something out. It's you know, it's just it's the thing of like, especially now where I don't know. There's it's already so hard to navigate like. You know, it's like first you got to introduce yourself to someone. You have to have some kind of way to get into their like, oh, I did this thing that you might have been at or I know these people you might have worked with or I, you know, I'm in a band with, you know, someone you grew up from your childhood. Like it's some some way to connect in a in a local scene, just like I'm not a total stranger. Like we kind we understand a lot of the same people and see a lot of the same things. And then, you know, then it's like, okay, who's booking? Is it someone who is dialed into like a system of like, I'm going to check my email and messages and phones and like have some sort of system of sifting through it when usually most booking agents are like overwhelmed with like, <laughs> it's like, I want to play at this venue. And then, you know, 80 emails deep, a lot of people are just, you know, they're looking for ways to say no immediately because they have so many things to get through that you know those little things of like they look at it you know it could be as something as like oh this dude just says hey i play music and i'd love to play at the venue and be like okay no like <laughs> you don't have mm -hmm. anything to show me and you like i don't know what to i don't know how to work with because the next question is going to be like can you show me like, do you, where, do you have an album? Do you have a website? Do you have any sort of, like, any reference at all to the fact yeah. that what you're talking about is real and that I can observe it and make a decision on it? And then, then comes that layer of, like, all right, we've, you know, you know who I am, you know what I do. And then it's like, well, this, it doesn't really fit the vibe of the venue. Or, like, we don't know if it, we, we tend to book this type of thing. And it's like, okay. So you got to sit and get through that. How many times I've been told that one as well. <laughs> yeah, it's like what? It's like what do you do? You not like that? It's 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 not the radio that just play the radio. I guess I don't know. Like, and and then to add the, for the pandemic, it's like 
who's still working at a venue? You know, did they get let go? Are they even doing music? What type of music are they doing? Maybe they're open small capacity outdoor patio in the summer. And it's like, we got six shows. It's like, they're all booked from last year. All right, cool. Uh, (laughs) So I've just like not done any booking because I'm already working on my own stuff and um, Earth Radio already was having that uphill battle because we're still such a new band and um, right. just trying to get into those certain spaces. We've we found more gigs last year just through mutual friends than we did like you know traditional booking methods. I think it's um, the same here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like when people are asking, hell yeah, we'll do it. Um, but yep, I I don't even know where to start in terms of like sending out emails because like. I, I think everyone doesn't even know whether things are going to happen still. So no yeah. one's no one's taking stuff right now. Or if they are, like, they're asking people they know, you know, they're, they're not taking chances. The venues aren't going to take any chances right now. So yep. they're not going to bring in that group they've never had before. Or, like, um, even if, if I have played there before, like, yeah, a lot of the people, my connection's there. I don't know if they're still there anymore. So yep. I'm just, if people are asking, we'll be down. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that's why I think it's important to to diversify your um, ways of making money and also, like, what you're doing to stay, you know, relevant. Like, yep. get, get more into, like, create more music. Um uh, do do more collaborations do more stuff on social media until we can eventually get to that place again but yeah i'm just i'm not putting all my marbles in the the show basket this year no and i think of people like i don't know some of the people i follow on instagram a lot of beat makers i see i see doing this type of thing where they film you know the process of making this like one minute beat loop and they have like you know, they plug their sample pack or their plug-in or whatever. And it's like that sold more plugins and packs and things than just like, you know, oh, I have a, I'm doing a tour. It's like, no, you just popping in for a minute. You might have spent, you know, two, three hours like tracking, mixing, editing, maybe, yeah, you know, with video, um, putting all that together to upload and then that sold like that minute of footage you spent just a little bit of time on did more for you than you know this old this old you know advice thing of like just email everybody and yeah. then someone has to say yes and it's like no because i'm sick of all these spam accounts <laughs> so yeah. i just keep deleting like fire dm for promo guitar dot net i think the music industry is just like changed drastically like it was already changing drastically before the pandemic Mm -hmm. but i mean i think even the uh we both are are new to tiktok but um you know i'm i'm already thinking about like how am i going to promote my music on tiktok because (laughs) even though i'm not going to make money off of tiktok that's an audience that i want to hit that could possibly you know like transfer over to something that could make money um because I think that's, you know, the way that people are consuming music is just, like, different. Um, 
and yeah those things like those those one minute loop videos of like people building their their loops that they put on to TikTok those are like massively successful um so how can I adjust my craft to do what is authentic to me still but like along a similar vein um because that's where it's headed right now so I don't know whether you like it or not it's happening (laughs) yeah yeah well well, it seems like yeah you have you know the right combination of like your band's aware of this and you know trying to you know take steps to like like improve what they're able to do with you know even if it's like like i love playing my instrument okay why don't you film yourself playing your instrument and then learn how to record your instrument and you know you're not going to you're never going to start off like oh i'm i i feel as like i i did my first recording and now i i'm as seasoned a veteran recording artist is like my favorite people it's like every you know if you make your mistakes in your bedroom and on your like instagram page with under 2000 followers like now then you know that's going to lead to you improving down the road and more people you know finding you and it's like wow you sound so good how'd that happen well i fell on my face for 10 years and yeah. <laughs> here we are <laughs> You got to build the skills somewhere, sometime. So do it now. Yeah. And I think that's a good note to end on because I noticed that it's 15 to 4 and I have to drive back to Grand Rapids. Fun. Fun. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah. uh, Where can people... I know you... you, We didn't even talk about the fact that you have a new EP and... Yeah. Like (laughs) you're doing that like... Podcasting. Uh, we talked about a lot of stuff, useful stuff, but um, yeah, where can people find you and what you do and all that? So, uh, people can find me, I guess. Well, I have, as we talked about mostly, my band, August. Um, you can find at facebook.com slash August the Band or Instagram, August underscore the underscore band. Um, but we are on Bandcamp, also August the Band, um, uh, or all streaming places but i also if you want to check out my solo ep that's coming out on april 2nd um uh, you can find me on instagram at olivia vargas music and um or on on facebook i'm just like i don't have a artist page for myself but it's just yeah. a fun little project that i had the time to do this year so um but yeah i'll, I'll have a band camp and that'll be on all streaming sites as well but yeah those are the two places to find me. Awesome. And for those who might be listening now, early, after the fact, all this stuff, um, you can support podcasts like these by going to patreon.com slash Snedeker. Um, that's where you can contribute at different tier levels to get early access to content, to live streams like what's happening now. Um, or you can hire me as a, you know, consultant, instructor, recording artist and if you type in my name into google you know most of the things are under my name (laughs) so you can find all my socials using my name my website and all that good stuff but uh yeah thanks again for jumping on this podcast amid all of my constant changing of this time (laughs) no problem thanks for letting me uh talk with you for an hour it's been fun we haven't gotten to talk in a second so yeah it's definitely been a minute 
Yeah.